0: You're listening to the Flourish and Grow to CEO podcast. This is episode 32. Are you a lady boss making fifty dollars to 100000 in your business and you're ready to break through that six-figure barrier?
1: Have you done a great job of creating a nice life as the ultimate gig master but know your inner CEO is calling you to greater heights? You're in the right place if you want to create and implement solid fundamentals in your business without sacrificing fun.
0: I'm Pam Ivy. I'm certified in Small Business Management and I concentrate in the areas of training and certifying real estate assistants coaching and mentoring entrepreneurs in online business, marketing, growth, and profit acceleration. And I take men and women business owners aged 40 plus to bucket list destinations around the world for a month at a time to work, explore, and live in community.
1: And I'm Jane Gary, known as the sales strategist for the non-salesperson. And I work with business owners who want to increase their conversion rate, shorten their sales cycle, and have more impact and influence with the work they do, all while having more fun with selling.
0: Well, welcome back, everyone. We are so excited. We have another guest to introduce you to. And if you've always wanted to become an author, I think you're in for a real treat today because this lady is really going to help you. Her name is Jyotsna Ramachandran, and she's joining us all the way from India. Hello there.
2: Hello, Pam. Hi, Jane. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
0: We are so excited to talk about, I mean, everybody I talk to, and I know Jane talks to, and Jane is a budding author as well. Everybody wants to write their own book, so I think this is going to be a fantastic episode. So let me just introduce Snuff for you. She's a best-selling author, a book publisher, TEDx speaker, how cool, and is an international author success coach who helps coaches trainers, speakers, and experts to build a super profitable author funnel with the help of their book. She founded Happy Self-Publishing to help overwhelmed yet purpose-driven authors experience a transformative journey of self-discovery through the process of publishing their book and amplifying their message. So far, Jotsna has helped over 400 authors from 35 different countries through her global publishing agency, Happy Self Publishing. While she isn't working, this mom of two also loves to dance, run, plan her next solo trip, and is a passionate advocate for educational rights. So impressive,
2: Jyotsna, for sure. Thank you so much, Pam, for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing great.
0: Awesome. Well, we have a lot of questions for you because um, there's just so many people who want to write their book, you know, and get that, that thing published. So, Absolutely. Let's start off with a very, I guess, basic question that's really going to help us to jump right off here. How can an author choose the perfect topic for their first book?
2: Yeah, this is such a great question. Would you like me to dive deep and explain the entire process?
0: That would be wonderful.
2: Sure. I think it all starts with first uh, defining who our target readers are. And based on our target reader, we need to understand what are their pain points and what are their goals? Because a lot of times we may think we want to write about a subject, but if that doesn't resonate with our target reader, It really doesn't make any sense. So it's a good idea to, uh, especially if you're a business owner, then here is the important thing. Your target client for your business is exactly the target reader for your book. Because ultimately, you want some of your readers to become your clients, right? So it's exactly the same persona. It's the same avatar. So whoever is your target client for your business, make them your target reader for your book and list out their challenges and pain points and see if you can solve any of those using your expertise. Now, if you are an expert, then probably there are more than one uh, thing that you can solve for your reader. So this is where the challenge happens because now you have probably three different topics and you don't know which one to choose. And for this, I recommend my uh, topic selection uh, framework. So this is basically a matrix So where you write down the topics that you have in mind on top in the columns and rate these topics on five different parameters. So the first parameter is expertise. So the topic where you have the maximum expertise gets a five. And then you can rate the other topics on a scale of one to five based on that. And then the next thing is the uniqueness, because you want your book to be unique as compared to the other books out there. So if your life experience is very unique around that topic, then it gets a higher score as compared to the other topics there. So that gives you the uniqueness score. Then comes the effort. There are some topics where, you know, if you just hand over the mic, you can just keep talking and going on and on. And that shows that even when you attempt to write it as a book, you are going to be effortless and words are just going to flow. So you give a higher ranking of five to a topic where the effort is less and a lower, to- lower score for a topic where you think you probably need to research more and it, it's not going to be as effortless. Right. So the fourth parameter is profitability. So you want your book to be profitable for you because you're going to spend months in this project. So you want to choose the topic that's going to give you more profitability. So a couple of ways to do this. You can go into Amazon and look for other books on that topic and see what their Amazon rankings are. If the book is selling really well, it's going to have a lower rank. That's an external Mm -hmm. validation. But you can also do an internal validation by either asking your existing audience Or seeing if that topic is closely related to your business. Because if it is, then the chances of somebody signing up for your services or products is higher. So that way, the profitability of that book topic is going to be higher. So that's a way to mark your topics on profitability. And the final and the most important parameter is alignment. The topic has to be in alignment with your vision and who you really are and what you believe in. Because sometimes you can be an expert on a topic. The market may need it. But if you really don't believe in it, then it's going to be out of alignment. So that's another parameter that you're going to mark these topics on. So let me do a quick recap. You're going to mark all the possible topic ideas based on your expertise, the uniqueness, the effort you need to put in, the profitability and the alignment. And finally, you add up the scores and the topic that gets the maximum score should be the topic of your first book.
0: I love that. We use matrixes so much for so many decision-making things, but I love the topics that you had us rate, you know, each of our ideas under. I think that's a wonderful way to really narrow it down or actually arrive, right, at yeah. your perfect topic.
2: Thanks, Pam. I actually came up with this after having a lot of difficult uh, you know, times with my clients because, Sometimes, you know, when you just tell them what should be the right topic for their book, but somehow when they don't get convinced, it's important to have a logical way to arrive at certain things. And that's when I came up with this and it's been working really well for a lot of authors. Yeah, that
0: totally makes sense. If they don't have the buy-in, it's a lot of work to write a book. So (laughs) they won't have that excitement to really dive in every day to get it done, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. It has to really, you know, spark joy and it has to make them get up and write.
0: Absolutely. So that kind of brings me to my next question was, I know that you're really good at getting books done. So can you give us maybe some tips on, I don't know, do you do it daily? Um, How often should you be working on your book? And how do you continually stick with it?
2: Yeah, this is also really important because if you don't have a strategy for writing the book, it's going to take forever. I've seen so many people who've been writing their book for years, and it has still not been published. So what I would suggest is to have a proper goal or timeline uh, when it comes to the publishing date. Because once we have a date in mind, it's easier to work backwards. And if we are going to give it a year's time, it is going to take a year's time. But in my experience, three months of time is good enough for writing, and another three months for all the publishing and the promotions related stuff. So six months is a good timeline to complete the book project. And for anybody who's thinking of writing their book, my biggest suggestion would be, please don't do it along with launching your course, along with launching your membership or your live, you know, something else. So because when you have 10 different projects, your book is definitely going to take the back burner. So it's important that you make this your priority, at least for the next three months till you finish your manuscript. That's the first thing. The second thing that I would tell people is, In order to create accountability, let the world know that you're writing a book. Don't keep it as your secret project. Get your book cover designed as soon as you decide the topic and just put it out on social media that you are the author of this upcoming book. Because it's not just going to create that sense of um, urgency in you, but it's also going to make it feel very real because you're actually seeing your book's cover And that's another way to keep yourself motivated. And then comes the writing schedule, which you were asking about, Pam. So you can either write every day if that works for you. Um, One hour of time every day is good enough to write a 30,000 word book in two months. Because if you can spend one hour of time, an average writer can write about 500 words. So it'll take you about 60 days to write 30,000 words. Why 30,000? Because that, I think, is the sweet spot for entrepreneurs when you're writing business books because it can easily get converted to a good 200 page book when you publish it so that should be your target for the word count and the time but if you're not somebody who can write every day or maybe you're too busy in your uh, business or with the kids during the weekdays and you can even allocate a larger chunk of time during the weekends that really doesn't matter but you need to have that focus of some kind of a routine to write and please have a specific designated place to write every day so it shouldn't be the couch one day and the dining table on the other day but it's important to have a quiet space where you do not have the internet this is really important turn off your wi-fi and just write on a blank document because if you have your wi-fi on most authors get into this habit of researching more and more about their topic and they never actually do the actual writing so it's
0: have you been watching me i'm just saying. You've been watching me because that's exactly (laughs) what I do. I'll research forever. I'll never get that book written.
2: See, (laughs) see, Pam, I mean, you have such vast experience. And I believe anybody who is an expert in their subject or who's been serving others in any area have already 80% of their manuscript in their head. It's just for the remaining 20% that you'll probably have to refer other books, listen to other people's interviews or go and interview other people. So those are important things. But if you start with doing that, your actual writing will never happen. So first do your part and then go and do the extra research. That's what I would suggest.
1: I know as, um, as a writer, I've been a paid writer for years, but I still haven't finished my book for a lot of the reasons that we were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> but I, one of the best things I read years ago said that amateurs wait for the muse and professional writers just sit down and get to it every day. And I love that. And it really changed my my mind and focus on I need to get up every day and tackle this and just set a timer, right, for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, or like you said, an hour, because it it, it really is true. Amateurs just kind of wait to be inspired. And writers are like, (laughs) any other profession, you know, basketball or any sport or, or cooking or anything, they don't they don't wait to be inspired. They just get out and go do the discipline, go do the thing that they need to do. So I love those tips. Thank you very much. This is
2: so true. In fact, Jane, I I made the people in my academy do the same thing, uh, and I usually pair them up as accountability partners. And I told them that for one hour of time every day, both the accountability partners should come on a Zoom call. You should keep your video on, just say hi, and then mute yourself. And in front of each other, just do the writing. So that way you can't escape each other and you will get something done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a question about the Amazon bestseller. So everybody is mm-hmm. always clamoring to be an Amazon bestseller. But what does that what does that really mean? And what kind of tips can you give us about pursuing that or not pursuing that?
2: Sure. Uh, so there are different types of bestseller charts, like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and then the Amazon bestseller charts. So for somebody who's self-publishing their book, especially as a first-time author, the Amazon chart is something that's very much attainable if you have the right strategy in place. Unlike other charts, Amazon chart is an hourly chart. So that way, every hour, they're actually going to take a look at all the books selling in different categories, and they're going to rank them from 1 to 100. So if you have a good launch team in place who are There to support you with the initial reviews and also they're going to buy your book. You'll just have to um, plan your marketing in such a way that within a short span of time, you make a lot of people buy your book. So here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you sell, let's say, 500 books in a month. But if you're able to concentrate the sale and make it happen within the first week, that's what is going to help you climb the charts in the respective categories. So it's, uh, it's both the speed at which your book sells and the right categories that play an important role. So what we do for our clients is, because a lot of people don't have a huge audience, we partner with a lot of websites that have genuine readers, like people looking for new arrivals, people who are looking for discounts. And then we price discount the book, and we put the ebook at 99 cents, and then we advertise it on all these different platforms. So readers who are genuinely interested in the topic end up clicking it and buying it. And when hundreds of people do this within a few days, Amazon's algorithm gets uh, the alert and they will start increasing the ranking of your book. And let me just tell you a little bit about the categories. Inside Amazon, there are hundreds of categories and subcategories. So let's say you're writing a book about um, starting a new business. You could be in the overall business category or you could place yourself inside a home-based business category a smaller category will always increase your chances of becoming the number one bestseller because there are not too many people competing for it. So those are the, you know, minute things that you can do in the back end. You can write to Amazon and place your book in 10 different categories, thereby increasing your chances of hitting the bestseller charts. And then once your book gets enough number of sales that it outbeats all the other books in that category, it'll automatically be at the number one position, which serves two purposes. Basically, it gives you more credibility because now you can just go go and tell the whole world that you're a best-selling author you can put it on your website it's good for your new clients to you know give you that uh, kind of credibility and also for the visibility because when you launch your book there are so many other books also getting launched at the same day on amazon so you don't want your book to be buried under the big heap right so it's important to be visible so because of these reasons i would definitely recommend a new book to have that bestseller launch
1: Wow. Okay. That was, that was really great information. So when you, when it comes to publishing it, I know, um, I know from having my own little self-publishing company for years, that's really what it is. Amazon's mm-hmm. doing the fulfillment. So what can you give us, what kind of tips can you give us about self-publishing so that you don't get overwhelmed with it?
2: Yeah. So this is such a great question, Jane, because a lot of times, Authors go ahead with self publishing thinking that they have no other option, that's why they are self publishing it. But I have nowadays seen a lot of big influencers, uh, very established entrepreneurs, intentionally choosing self publishing for the advantages. So it's not that they didn't get a publishing deal from a big five publishing house, but it's really because they know that by self publishing their book, they have total control over the rights and the royalties that they're going to make. So when So that's, I think the mindset is the first thing that you should be consciously doing it for all the right reasons and not because you are too lazy to try going with a traditional publishing house. But once you decide to self-publish, it doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. So self-publishing doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. You need to do the important things that only you can do. For example, bringing the expertise into the book is something only the author can do. Going on a podcast to promote the book is something only the author can do. But pretty much everything else need to be outsourced to professionals who can do it the right way like the cover design, the editing, the interior design, the marketing and even sometimes the writing because not every author needs to be a great writer. So you can work with an angel writer, you can work with a book coach to get these things done. So that way when you have a team working with you the author doesn't have to really feel overwhelmed because the team is going to take up a lot of the things from your plate and you can focus on your zone of genius.
1: Yeah, I love all of that because one of the things I definitely have learned about sitting in the seat of the writer and also the publisher and then also the sales and marketing person and the PR person and, 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 that writing a book (laughs) and getting it to print and getting it distributed is very much like being the solopreneur where you're the CEO and everything else. And I know some things that will really affect the sales of a self-published book are things like the cover design. And even the formatting yeah, and font and there are all these little things that I didn't know when I first started that I wish I would have mm. known before and then therefore I would have hired people to do the things that mm-hmm. I really didn't want to do or didn't know how to do or didn't care to learn how to do. So I think it's really important for... Everybody, if you're thinking about writing a book and getting it to publication, keep that in mind, just like you don't want to be every single person in every single department in your company, even if you're the solopreneur. It's the same thing with writing a book. You really don't want to tackle that whole thing, front cover to back cover, unintended on your own.
2: Yeah, that's what I tell my clients, Jane. I tell them, you may not hit the New York Times bestseller charts, but you can make your book look like a New York Times bestseller by just doing these things right.
0: Yeah. Hey, lady boss, do you think like a CEO? When your business starts taking off, you're ready to scale up. At this point, you've got to stop thinking of yourself as a solopreneur and start thinking of yourself as the CEO of your company. If you remain in the mindset of a one person operation, then you won't be able to grow. You'll never have the time, energy, or expertise to do everything by yourself, and your business won't be the success that it has the potential to be. So are you thinking like a CEO? Take our free assessment to find out. You can find it at flourish.biz forward slash think. That's F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H dot B-I-Z forward slash T-H-I-N-K. Once again, that's flourish.biz forward slash think. All right, lady boss, let's get back to the show.
1: So that would actually kind of lead into the, the next question, which are what are the top mistakes that authors make while they're trying to self-publish?
2: Yeah, the first thing which we just discussed is trying to do everything yourself because then you're just going to get you know burnt out, and you you will not have the bandwidth to really focus on the important things. And the next thing comes, uh, I think selecting the topic itself could be a big mistake. Because if you're going with a traditional publishing house, they're going to uh, tell you what's going to work and what doesn't work. But when you self-publish, there's nobody who's going to give you that input on what's what's going to be good for your book. And a lot of times authors make this mistake of writing uh, about their life story, making the entire book about uh, their journey. So there's nothing wrong about writing a memoir or an autobiography, But the problem is, if you are a new author and nobody has ever read your work before, people are not really going to be interested in your life story. So I suggest my clients to write a lot about yourself, but position it in a way that the reader feels that it's going to help them achieve something or overcome some kind of a struggle. So let it be a how-to book.
1: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I've, i this next thing I'm going to say with love, but I get, a, I do get a little kind of preachy about it, which is, when self-publishing or anybody can be an author, which everybody can be an author, everybody should be an author because everybody has a story, and not just one, everybody has multiple yeah. stories. But something happened probably about eight or ten, even ten years ago at this point, where there, there, this perception was because I go out and tell people about my life and my friends say, wow, you should write a book that all of a sudden that becomes <laughs> truism. And I don't know how many conversations I've had where I'm the most supportive of anybody's dream. And I never want to squash anybody's dream. And as a business person, I would say to them, here's the thing, you telling a three minute story about your divorce and your wild teenager does not a 200 book interesting read make you don't know? so you gotta be, you got to be really careful and it's not that your story isn't interesting there's a difference though between sharing your story yeah. in two to three minutes in a presentation or with your girlfriends or even on social media posts and spinning that thing into into a several hundred page book or even a 75 page book that people are actually going to find interesting. And you're so right with the positioning because that's mm-hmm. what I always teach in sales, which is I always say, everybody brace yourself because you're really not going to like me when you hear this. Nobody cares how awesome you are. They just <laughs> know. not interested in you. What they're interested in is the experiences that you have had that can translate into making them awesome. That's what you got to think about from a positioning standpoint.
2: Exactly. Yeah. You've you've just told this in such a good way, Jane. This is exactly the point that I was trying to drive because nobody really cares how horrible your life was or how amazing you've become. Uh, They just want to know what's in it for me. So just talk a lot about your life. Nothing wrong with that. But also tell them how they can use it to make their lives great. So that's the positioning part, which a lot of authors who are self-publishing miss out on because there's nobody to tell them. So that's one big mistake they make. And the final mistake, which I think is huge, is when it comes to the launch and the marketing. Most authors think that it's a big accomplishment to publish a book on Amazon. And once they've hit the publish button, they just think that magically the books should start selling. But unfortunately, there are millions of titles on Amazon. And why would somebody buy your book unless you are constantly marketing the book? Usually around the launch, there is a lot of hype. But after that, the author moves on with their business and life and they forget about the book. But I think book marketing should be an ongoing process. And uh, usually big companies, publishing houses, have a year-long plan for their uh, authors. But when an author is self-publishing, they need to do this themselves. So these are certain things that one should be careful about when they are self-publishing.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we have our book published. Now, I know you know how we can build a business around that. So can you Mm -hmm. explain that a
2: little bit? Sure, Pam. Actually, I suggest clients to think about how the business is going to help their book even before they start writing their book. Because for a lot of authors, this is usually an afterthought. Now, I've become an author. Now, how am I, how am I going to use the book to generate leads for my business? But this should actually be the, something that they have to think right at the beginning. Because right from the topic to the positioning, everything will change based on the purpose for writing the book. So if the purpose is to attract clients to the business, then there definitely has to be a bridge between the book and the business. And this is where a lot of authors fail because they, they would have written a fantastic book. The reader must be totally excited about all the things that they've read. But after closing the book, they forget about the author. Now, this is where the authors can use a couple of methods. I call one the pull strategy and the other one as the push strategy. Uh, in the pull strategy, you need to talk enough about your business without making your book look like a sales brochure. So tell about yourself in the introduction, in the about the author section, and also throughout the book, sprinkle a lot of anecdotes about what has happened in your life or case studies about your clients so that the author knows that this person can help me if I reach out to them. And also give your contact information so that those who really want to take that next step, who want to implement whatever you've told in the book, Can reach out to you. So that's the pull method where you're pulling the author, you're pulling the readers to you. The next method is the push method where you need to somehow cleverly collect your readers' information, that is their name and email, so that you can push more and more value towards them. So at some point of time in future, they can become your clients. Now, what's important for us to remember is Amazon is not going to give out the information of people who are reading your book. Even if you sell a million copies, you won't know who those million people are. So as the author, it's our responsibility to give away something for free inside the book. We call it a reader magnet, which can be a value added bonus like an audiobook, or an action guide or a three part video series or an assessment, anything that can be super useful for the reader. Please give that away for free inside inside your book in multiple locations so people don't miss out on that. Let them download it, give their name and email, and then you give them more and more good stuff like your podcast interviews, your blogs, and then at the right point, talk to them about your services. And that's how they, there is a chance that people will convert into your clients. So use both the pull and the push method. Otherwise, there will not be a connection between the book and the business.
0: I love it. And that's I have seen it. more and more of both of those uh, methods being used as I read more and more business books, it's just more prevalent, Yeah, especially the, you know, get the workbook that goes along with this for free, or as you say, an assessment, mm-hmm. it's great for building your list. So you have people to market to.
2: Yes, absolutely. I think the book is right on top of the author's funnel, but after somebody reads your book, let them get all these uh, free stuff, let them enjoy it. And at the right time, give them a product, which is of a smaller price point like a $97 membership or a, a $197 course. And not everybody is going to buy, but a small percentage of them will, Those, especially the ones who want to take action and get some results and then link them to the highest level that you have, which is one-on-one coaching or a done-for-you service. Again, not everybody will, but some, some people will definitely do it. So if you sell a hundred books, maybe 30 will lo- join your email list. Maybe five people will buy your course, but there will be that one person who will upgrade to that $10,000 coaching program. And that would give you the complete ROI from your book project.
0: We're getting so much juicy advice, right? Yeah, Jane?
1: really good stuff. I feel like I got to go. I got to start writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I have my, I, 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 I actually, you'll like this. I have a, um, a book with a scheduled release date on August 1st. And of course I'm self-publishing it. So I've had writing on my schedule and I've been disciplined about it and I'm actually really excited about it. But all of this talk is making me extra, extra kind of antsy to just get back in there (laughs) and start writing. So, um, one, one other question Most authors want to parlay their book into a public speaking gig or presentation or sometimes really even a TED talk. So what kind of advice do you give all of us to make that transition so that you can really leverage the book and and get speaking gigs from it?
2: Sure. So this is what I did. So I don't know how other authors and uh, speakers are doing, but for me, being on a TEDx stage was a dream for many years. And finally, I realized that instead of waiting for somebody to find me and reach out to me, let me just proactively reach out to all these organizers. So I just went went to the TED.com website and started looking at gigs that are coming up around my city, and I reached out to 10 of them. So you have the curator's information there, their name and email. So I just wrote to uh, 10 of them, and I got replies from seven of them, and three of them offered me a speaking opportunity and I went and spoke on two TEDx stages so that's how I did it and this is the content of the email which I think could be useful for our listeners I told them three things in my email the first thing was a topic that is you know uh, worthy of uh, sharing so I looked at what was the event what was the theme of the event and um, I came up with a topic that was in line with the theme of that particular event so I'm sure as entrepreneurs you can speak on dozens of different things So instead of telling that hey i'm just good at these three things it's important to look at what they are looking for and customize your topic to suit that so that's the first thing i did and the second thing i did was they need to know that i'm a speaker so i shared my youtube channel link with them and i asked them to watch a couple of videos so they know that i can speak because if if your idea is great but you can't speak it's not going to be a good fit and the third and the most important thing is i told them that i'm an author of this book And I shared the link to my Amazon book. So they saw hundreds of reviews for my book. And probably that helped them in deciding to have me as a speaker, because usually people consider authors to be, you know, good at speaking as well. And that's how I landed those gigs. So what
0: were your two TED Talks then? What topics did you talk on?
2: Yeah, sure. One was about uh, don't wait to become the number one expert so that's again something that I preach all day because a lot of my clients are hesitant to were hesitant to become authors because they were waiting to become an expert one day and that one day never happens so you just go ahead and write your book first and then the world will look at you look up to you as the expert and uh, the second uh, book sorry the second TEDx uh, speech was on uh, the importance of hiring your own boss when you're an entrepreneur so you need to have coaches and mentors in different areas of your life especially once you're an entrepreneur, when you become your own boss, you can be a horrible boss uh, because you could be a bottleneck in your own growth. So I Mm -hmm. spoke about the importance of going and finding coaches and hiring them and working with them. Excellent.
0: Wonderful experience, that's for sure, eh? Get up on that TEDx stage.
2: Yes, it, it helps in so many ways especially when it comes to people, the way people perceive you, right? So I started attracting higher quality clients, people uh, who are playing a much bigger game than me after I did those talks. It's not that I became a different person, but the way the world looks at you changes mm-hmm. once they come to know that you've been on big stages.
0: Yeah, for sure. It, it is a real perception with the TEDx talks, that's for sure. Now, I know that you know a number, because we talked a little bit before, a number of different income streams Mm -hmm. for authors. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Oh, sure. So most people that I work with are either coaches, consultants, or experts in some way. So they are either running their businesses. So for these kind of books, which are based on your expertise... You can monetize it in multiple ways. The first way is the different book formats itself. A lot of people think, oh, I've just written my first book, let me just put it as an ebook. But I request all you people to have it as the ebook, the paperback, and also the audiobook because you've already put the effort of writing the book. It's just going to take a little bit of effort by the formatter or the narrator to have it in multiple formats. So please uh, do not think your book should be an ebook because it's your first book. When you have it in multiple formats, it becomes multiple streams of income directly. Who would you have
0: narrate? Would you narrate the book or would you hire somebody to narrate it?
2: The first preference would be to have the author to narrate the book themselves because oh, okay. I think as an author, they're not going to just stop with the book. They are going to, their voice is going to be heard on stages, on podcasts, on their YouTube channel. So it's a great way to build a connection with your reader by narrating the book in your own voice. Unless, you know, you have some unique challenges. Like, for example, right now, I'm, I'm pretty confident about uh, my accent, though it's, it's not an American accent. I am from India. But six years ago, when I wrote my book, I did not have that confidence. And my market was predominantly in the U.S. So I hired an American narrator... To narrate my book. But today, if I have to uh, do the same for my next book, I would do it myself.
0: I think that's a great point. It's that continuity that we're always preaching. So I just love that. Thank you.
2: Right. So that's one way to monetize your book. The other ways could be everything else related to your expertise, like um, your online course or your membership site. People can read your book. The book talks about what to do, but your course can be about how to do it. So that's another way to Use your book to monetize more. And then comes the physical products that you can have inside the book. Like you can recommend uh, a lot of things. You can recommend, uh, for example, if I'm a health consultant, I can talk about health supplements I eat. I can uh, talk about, um, you know, a diet tracking software that I use. You can either have your own products or be an affiliate for other people's products and promote it through the book. The other thing that people can put together are online events, summits, workshops, you can probably price it for a lower price point and then sell something higher at the end of the program. Uh, those are, again, great ways to monetize your book. And then comes the uh, real high uh, ticket offers like your one-on-one coaching, group coaching, speaking that you do at events as a speaker and done-for-you services. Like, if, for example, if you're an Instagram influencer and you know that's what is your jam, you write all the greatest strategies about Instagram in your book But not everybody is going to read the book and implement it. Some people may buy your course and they may just learn a few tricks. But the real busy entrepreneurs are just going to tell you to get it done for them. So done for you services are also great. So I see authors have a few things in this uh, funnel. But it's important to just see which are the missing pieces and start adding them one by one. You don't have to have everything ready to launch. Launch with just one or two things like probably your book and your course. But eventually, a few years down the line, it's nice to have this entire ecosystem where one thing feeds into the other and you actually create a business that have multiple streams of income.
1: Wow, this has been so value-packed. Thank you so much for all of this. Where can our listeners find you if they want to pursue their, their dream of becoming an author?
2: Sure. So if somebody has already decided to get started either they have the manuscript or they want to work with our angel writer or book coach, it's good to just go ahead to happyselfpublishing.com and schedule a book strategy call with me or one of my team members. And if you're somebody who's still just thinking about the idea, it's still not a concrete uh, plan, then you just have to uh, join our Facebook group called Happy Authors Tribe. So you can go to happyselfpublishing.com forward slash tribe. It will take you to our Facebook group because that's where I do my live boot camps. I'm going to teach what are the next steps you need to take to create a strong foundation for your book project.
1: I love it. HappySelfPublishing.com. That's so great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pam. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure,
0: and I think, oh my goodness, I've learned an awful lot, and I know. Jane's now itching because she's Facebooking me over here. I want <laughs> to <wanna> start writing. I want to start writing. So thanks so much, Jotsna.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll be super happy when I come back next time and, you know, uh, Pam and Jane, both of you have your books ready. It'll be amazing.
0: Yes, I know Jane will. She has it on her. Her goal is October, right, Jane?
1: Yeah, October 1st. And then, you know, Pam and I being big travelers, you're in yeah it's called chennai it's in india chennai yeah i knew it was in india so so now we have to have a, a an author mastermind over there in in chennai
2: okay yes. I would love to host you all. It will be amazing.
1: <laughs> it would be that amazing. Would be amazing. Like, we're, the, we're two people that you actually don't want to say that to because we'll take you up on it. We'll be there.
2: <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I look forward to it, especially uh, due to the pandemic. I've hardly seen people outside my family. So anybody who comes over, I'll be super happy to host.
0: Isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for all the great information and so many tips. I've taken literally two whole pages of notes here. So, wow. thanks. Yes, thank you so much. And once again, happy self and your Facebook group
2: happy selfpublishing.com forward slash tribe. That will Perfect. take people over to our happy authors tribe. That's excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful
0: week, everybody. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Flourish and Grow to CEO podcast. Be sure to visit our website at flourish.biz. That's F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H dot biz, where you can subscribe to the shows in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. You can also find our show notes and resources there too. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd love for you to leave a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would sure help us out too. Now, get out there and flourish.